Huffington Post columnist, journalist, and award-winning author, Christy Blatchford. It would be educational and informative to just say straight out what it is. Yeah, and let the people decide. There's nothing wrong with oh, that. Oh, this person's decided. Brought to you by Aaron Weitzman and Associates. Questions about your long-term disability claim? Call Aaron at 416-661-4878. The guy's probably got, like, bath night circled on the calendar because he knows he's going bowling or hanging out with the guys, right? Is that how that works? I'm just guessing. Uh, it is time for Christy Blatchford, of course, from the National Post. Joins us each day at this time. Christy, great to have you. Thank you. Nice to be had. Hi, Scott. Hello, Christy. You're in Rio. No. That's so cool. No, no, I'm not, actually. I'm in Sao Paulo. I oh. spent all of two two nights in Rio, but I will be going there again at the end. Your your uh, your next book should be called Two Nights in Rio. It's a great title. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about uh, this woman in Montreal, her two young daughters. She took them to the pool. They were trying to get some relaxed time in. And the lifeguard came over to the six-year-old and said, listen, you've got to cover up. You're showing too much. You're, you're a six-year-old. We can't take any chances here. Did the lifeguard overreact? Yes. So, I mean, at six or eight or five or whatever, uh, little girls look a lot like little boys. And I don't see the benefit of making somebody, a little girl of that age, start to feel self-conscious. All right, way to go. Get it in there young. Yeah, I'm, I, I think we're both with you, like, automatically. You'd be astonished, Christy, when we just talked about this. A lot of people took the contrary view, surprising us. A lot of people are like, oh, no, 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 I don't want, I want to teach my daughter, you know, how to shield their body from how men. What? How to shield their bodies. Oh, super. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for showing them. Uh, we we were talking, of course, about the Olympics earlier on. Ryan Lochte, the swimmer, has been in the news. Also, uh, Brazilian police arrested a member of the IOC's executive board, Ireland's, <laughs> <laughs> Ireland's Patrick Hickey. He was arrested in his hotel room. Then he said he wasn't feeling well. He was rushed to a hospital. What can you tell us about this? It has to do with ticket scalping. Yeah, what's alleged, and it is only an allegation at the moment, of course, is that uh, Mr. Hickey was part of a scam to use tickets that were meant for members and family types of the Irish uh, Olympic Committee, uh, sort of funneling these, I think they were under a thousand, but, uh, you know, worth a fair bit, to an unaccredited uh, ticketing agency, which repackaged them for a profit and sold them to ordinary people. And, you know, I hope I hope he's physically all right, of course, um, but honest to Pete, are there any FIFA or IOC people who are not covering in their boots as all over the world. Police are arresting them, you know, with FIFA it was in Zurich, which is where their headquarters is, and I think there are now 30 current or former officials or executives with FIFA who are either under indictment or who have pleaded guilty to corruption offenses. And I'm not, you know, saying that the two bodies, the IOC and FIFA, are indistinguishable, but there's sure some problems, and they got some common denominators there, you know? Yeah, and I mean, if the allegations prove to be true, you'd have to think to yourself, what are you thinking with all of what you just described, the climate, to, to even try uh, to do anything? But, but Well, but before you answer back. that, though, Christy, would you agree with me that I, I'll be shocked if this guy isn't just doing what all of them are doing? Or maybe all is an exaggeration, but my, I, I would assume this is kind of like the way she works. That this happens a lot, that a lot of them uh, make a little extra cash on the side by doing that. 
yeah, millions extra. It's not little. Um, I I tend to agree with you. And with 30 former and current FIFA types um, either under investigation or already convicted of money laundering, wire fraud, that sort of thing, I would I would think that it's probably true. It's the way they do business, the way they've always done business, and nobody's ever really looked before. And it is galling, actually, because you know there are. Young athletes here who are, you know, particularly in football and particularly in women's football, who are playing underappreciated to empty stadiums, doing it for the joy and all the pure reasons. And then there's those corrupt old clowns of FIFA. Shame on them. You know, I disband the whole group. You can't clean it up. Let's talk a little bit about football or soccer as we know it here in North America. I know a lot of the stands and a lot of people have written about the fact the stands were empty uh, yesterday as Canada's women's team uh, took to the field to play against Germany. Have you noticed that for a lot of the events? And, and can you can you kind yeah. of give us a sense as to why that might be? Well, I've, I've only covered football here, women's football. Uh, to be fair, I think I did one rugby game in Rio when I was there for my one of two days. Um, so I can only speak you know, knowledgeably about women's football. And that stadium yesterday where Canada lost to Germany had a capacity of about 61,000 people, and there were 5,000 in change. Jeez. And you know, wow. it's noticeable or anything. And, you know, the IOC says, oh, well, it disturbs us too, and, you know, we don't know why, but it's troubling. Well, you know, at the last moment when it's apparent that the stadiums are going to be empty like this, why don't they give some of those kids some of the favelas? Well, I think, that, I think it's pretty obvious, Christy. If you're out there peddling uh, your tickets, <laughs> uh, you can't let the market collapse. So yeah, they got to yeah, get some scratch. Right. It's gross, though, isn't it? I mean, it's it is. really gross. The, the disparity between rich and poor in Rio is you know, ghastly. I mean, really it is, particularly in Rio. I'm, I haven't I haven't seen it as much as I've seen Sao, Sao Paulo. Um, and there are also favelas here. But, you know, given that and given the fact that, you know, a good part of your population is not able to afford any tickets to anything because they're worried about feeding their families, etc., or working, it is gross that somebody should allegedly be selling you know, the best seats to rich people for a personal profit. These games have sure been, uh, they, they've not been a postcard for Rio, have they? No, and, you know, I, uh, no, they haven't been. They have been a pretty nice postcard for the Brazilian people, though, who are, you know, unfailingly lovely and friendly and uh, really go out of their way. This is what I've found, anyway, with the volunteers who are working the football uh, venues, they are absolutely fabulous. And also in the streets, uh, you know, the people that, when I've been lost, asking for directions or whatever, I've run on the streets in Sao Paulo uh, and in uh, Belo Horizonte and felt perfectly safe, you know. I, so I think, I don't doubt that crime is a problem here in this country, but I, I don't think it's as pervasive as people have maybe been led to believe. Christy, we'll check back with you tomorrow. We appreciate it. Excellent. Thanks a lot, guys. Christy Blatchford joining us from Brazil this afternoon. Of course, brought to you by Aaron Waxman and Associates. When your long-term disability claim has been denied, email awaxman at awaxmanlaw.ca.